What's up, everybody? I got to tell you, I think we're all, everyone's having a moment of when the pandemic, the quarantine life catches up to you. It caught up to me. Today's the 29th for me, the 30th for you. Excuse me. My God, excuse me. Um, excuse me. So my mom would talk. Excuse me, Jason. Don't talk like that. I was so mean to my mom for a long stretch. And it's not like, and we were, my mom and I were tight. We were always, I have like, I've had like this so many different relationships. As as I imagine so many of us do with their, their parents. But my mom and I, like when I was real little, I remember like, I remember going on like family vacations when we were little. And my sister and brother, they were like the two middle. It's my oldest sister, Chris, and then Courtney, Adam, me. Courtney and Adam, when we go on vacation, they always like hung out together because they were like close in age and like they were in middle school together and high school together, you know? And I remember like this one time we were like going away. We used to go to this, um, we used to go to uh, Weas Beach, Weas Beach at Lake Onipasaki in New Hampshire. Every year we did one week away in New Hampshire. And I remember we'd stay in like a two bed, a little two bedroom cottage, five of us. We loved it, dude. Christmas Island. I think I've mentioned it before. But I remember like going down to the boardwalk and we go to the arcade, you know? And they had like arcades, candy, miniature golf, all that stuff. <clears throat> and my brother and sister would like run off. And I remember like going to run off with them. And then I'd look back and I'd see my mom like walking by herself. And I would feel like everything in me would just sink. And I would go through like 20 different emotions. The major ones being like, fuck. I want to go off with them or I want to go off, but I didn't want to leave my mom alone. And that was the other one. Like Then it was also like, oh, I don't want her to be alone. So I would be mad that I had to be with her because I didn't want her to be alone. And then I feel bad for her that she was alone. Anyway, so we were always close back then. My mom's video game of choice was Burger Time. She loved, <laughs> my mom loved Burger Time. I think of some of the things with my mom in life, and that is one of the funniest. Why that woman loved Burger Time so much. And my brother loved Qbert. My sister Kristen, I think, loved Galaga. Right? Was it Galaga? With the which was an awesome game. And I was a Miss Pac-Man freak. But the fast one. I don't like the slow Miss Pac-Man. And yes, I do love the sit-down one, like at a pizza parlor. God, is there anything that says you're on a date in an 80s movie like a sit-down Miss Pac-Man video game at a pizza parlor. Oh, God. I think, I mean, you guys know I'm nostalgic, but is the world nostalgic right now? Is the world just like completely nostalgic for the past and all the things that we used to do? They gotta be. Anyway... I hit that point in the last couple of days. Just like, whoa. Because like, you know, I was talking to my one friend. I'm like, listen, as long as I know my kids are going to go back to school, <laughs> you know what I mean? In the fall. It's not going to happen this year. And there might not be summer camps this summer. So even if there's no summer camps, at least we'll have hopefully like beaches and outdoors and places and play dates. You know, with like families that can be like, how contaminated are you guys? Pretty good. You know, maybe, hopefully there's that. 
and then hopefully they just go back to school. And then they're talking about like, well, it might be like half days and staggered. And you're like, how are they going to do that? Like kids, uh, I don't know. I just have no idea. Bottom line is we can't control any of it. Some Georgia is bent back to normal. Fucking, how is that going to turn out? How is that going to turn out? How is it, first of all, how is it that like certain states can be like, yeah, we're going to do it. And other states are like, are you out of your goddamn mind? I happen to live in a uh, very, are you in, out of your goddamn mind state? California. And that we live in a, are you out of your goddamn mind city within that state? So we are going to be on restrictions longer than most. Because here's the deal. Right now, you can drive an hour, hour south, and the beaches are, like, open. And, like, not not just open, like, Florida open. And in L.A., they're like, nope, all closed. I mean, maybe because it's just, like, who knows why. That's how crazy our, our country is, like. It's not just state by state. It's, like, county to county, city to city. Anyway, I hit my breaking point. I mean, when is it going to get to the point where, like, are you, even, like, even then, it's, like, we're going to wear masks for, like, a solid, a solid year. A solid year. It's going to be, that's going to be the normal. And, like, I keep thinking about comedy clubs. I'm, like, well, when you go back to a comedy club, or, like, is everyone just going to wear a mask? And, you know, what can you do? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to be able to do. But I'll tell you. I hit my point, man. I hit my point. But I look forward to sitting down with you guys every week. That's for damn sure. Having you guys as an outlet is uh is very inspiring knowing that you're out there. And if this is a first time for you coming on, uh J Larson Comedy is my website. I'm about to redo it. I'm redoing it. It's it's so dumb what I have it as. And if there's anyone out there that does web design and you are looking for work and you're reasonable. Let me know because I'm on a tight-ass budget right now. How many people out there just like when this thing hit was like, what can we cut from our lives? We did. We cut a lot. Uh, so if you're like me and you've cut a lot, you get it. If you're a web designer and you are, uh, you have good taste and good design and you're reasonable, hit me up. Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Um... Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know why I can't stand Twitter. I'm like, it's just Instagram, except it's not as good. Um, and if you've watched the special Me Being Me, I'm still getting baffled by how many people have watched it based off of like what we put it out from. And I say we because that's us. You guys are such a part of like what I've done. Um, and to have... We're almost at 600,000 views. What? Say what? Say who? To me, that's a lot. Uh, I'm at a friend's house right now. Uh, I, he's afforded me the right to come to this house and write uh, during the day. It's I have can get so much more done. He's got a little fire. Look at this. I'm just enjoying the fireplace. Don't you love a fire? I love a fireplace. Whenever I go home to my mom's house, like my mom was the one that always would have a fire going. Like when we were kids, like my mom would be like, "Oh, let's put a fire on." Now we always had a dura flame, you know, those logs that are made of basically you're probably getting cancer every time you inhale a dura flame. 
But like, you know, my mom was like, yeah, that's what you just, she wanted to have a fire and that's what you would put on. So now whenever I go home to my mom's house, my neighbor has a wood pile out in my mom's yard and it's like a giant, it's giant. Like he has a friend who cuts down trees and like brings him like stuff and he chops it all and he's going to cover with a tarp. So I'll go out there and I'll grab like a bunch of wood coming to my mom's house, start a little fire, then get real wood going on it. And I'm like, mom, we got to get real wood. Even like, I forget when I was home last, who was I with? No, this was after my, uh, I went home solo in January for my friend's dad's funeral. And after the funeral or yeah, after the reception, after the funeral, I went home to my mom's house and I put a fire on and I just lay down and fell asleep in front of the fire. And it was the best dude. It's the best. I always put a fire on when I'm at my mom's house. Anyway, so my friend had this fireplace and I had to record the podcast. I'm like, why don't I just set it up right here? Um, we had a fireplace in New York for a little while, my wife and I. This, we had like we had three apartments when we lived together in New York, and one of them we we had this like place on the Upper East Side in Brooklyn, uh, in New York. It wasn't really my style. My wife had lived there after college, so like when she moved back there, she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the area I know." So she got a place there, and I was like, "Let's go to like Brooklyn or something." And our rent was very affordable in Upper East Side. We moved to Brooklyn, and we just decided, I don't know what we thought. We went from like a one bedroom with no outdoor space in a building to a two bedroom with its own roof deck a fireplace and a washer dryer inside the unit that's unheard of and it was like a it was a corner apartment so there was tons of light it, it was insane and i remember i was this is when i was bartending and this one night my wife never had a fireplace growing up and i always loved having fires you know and when we met the house I was living in, we had three fireplaces in Los Angeles. I was living with the with other guys. We had this dope six bedroom house in the hills, three living rooms. There was four of us living there, six bedrooms. So we had one guest bedroom. Then we had one dude who had he had like the basement. He had two bedrooms to himself. He had two bedrooms and two bathrooms down there by himself. And then that wasn't like the basement. Then like the the it, it was like the middle floor basement then this next floor was like a giant living room and our friend Andy had a bedroom off of it and then on the other side was his bathroom so his bedroom was on one side of the giant living room and then the other side was his bathroom and his bathroom had a shower you could fit like 14 people it, it his bathroom had a balcony off it it was insane and then on the top floor, like you come off the street, that was the first floor. We had like a little living room over here. It was our TV room. And then you came into another living room that had a, and there was a fireplace in that one, fireplace in this one. And then the downstairs big one, that's like where we kind of have like parties had a fireplace. And we had like a drop down video screen where we'd show movies. Like that's where we'd watch football. And we'd like, it was all sliding glass doors. So we'd pull all the curtains. Now, I want to tell you this one this house was like passed down from friends. All my, all those guys I lived with were like, um, they all worked like in reality. Like one guy was a grip, like a lighting guy. Another guy was a producer. Another guy was a producer. So they were all, had been passed down from friends that were also in those different businesses. So like the rent was very affordable. And it was a great house. Um, so like when you would walk in the first floor, living room, then the other living room, the kitchen that way. 
And then down this hall was our guest bedroom, no bathroom. And then one of my roommates, he had a bedroom with his own bathroom and he had a balcony. And then my bedroom was down the end. I had a bedroom walk-in closet with my own bathroom. Like it was insane. Anyway, when I lived there, we'd have fires all the time in that middle floor. And uh, my wife, you know, like when we started dating, like we, you know, I don't think, I don't know if we had fires there together. We may have, but when we moved to New York, Upper East Side, then went to Brooklyn, we got the place with the fireplace. My wife never had fires. You got to open a flue to get the smoke going up. Most places, they're like just open. This is, there's no flue here. I don't, if there might be. Um, So I'm bartending one night and I get home and like, the house smells a little smoky, you know, and I'm kind of like, what's going on? like late and then i see this like mark on the floor like this heart like real bad mark on the floor and i guess what happened was she started a fire the flue wasn't open so she had a burning log in there and we had a roof deck right and it was like snow all on the roof it was winter time so she took the utensils for like the the fireplace you know like like uh, like the poker and uh, the grabber and tried to carry open the door and carry the log and throw it in the snow well this psychopath dropped the log on the way to the roof deck and like burnt the floor almost burnt the build could have burnt the building down here's the best part when we moved out of that place so we lived like you go up one flight of stairs and that was our apartment and then we had the roof deck. When we and you know it was the roof of a Thai restaurant downstairs. That's what like was our roof deck. And we were in between two buildings and it went up like two more flights and then there was another roof. There was no roof deck up there but um we had this whole thing. We moved to another part of Brooklyn, Fort Green, just down the road. And one day in the winter, I get a call from our own, our old, like, um, super, you know, like the, the maintenance guy who t- took care of the building. And he, he just left me a voicemail saying, hey, don't go out on your roof deck. It collapsed into the restaurant downstairs. You know, like, it wasn't like a big hole out there, but like, you know, there's layers. So there's like, even if there's like this layer of tar on the roof, underneath there's wood and then ceiling, that all collapsed. So there was no support up there. Now, I don't remember when he left the message and I don't remember when I got the message, which means, well, first of all, I didn't live there anymore. There were new people living there. He's leaving me a voicemail, which means he hasn't left them a voicemail. Those people don't know about it. Excuse me. And two, I don't know how long he left that message. You know what I mean? Those people could have like gone out there and fallen through. Anyway, fireplaces. Have I ever had a fire? Oh, the other other fireplace I had. I moved to LA in 2000, lived in an apartment in, it's called Thai Town. It's like East Hollywood. It was an apartment building. It was a studio, you know? So I had like one room, but I had a bed that dropped down out of the wall, a Murphy bed. Then I had a separate kitchen and then like a little tiny hallway that had like a built-in like drawers and like a shelf with a closet opposite and then into a bathroom. It was the best. I loved it. 
was my first place alone, like after college. I was living there. I was so happy just to like be somewhere. And I lived there for six months. And then I moved to the beach into this beach house. And we had a fireplace there. And we would have, you know, people don't realize that LA gets cold. Like it's cold outside today. And even in the summertime at night at the beach, there are nights where it can be like, wow, it's cold. You know, it can get down to like, down at the beach at night, if it's like 60 degrees, it's cold because it's summertime and it's at night. And we would have fires all the time. I mean, all the time. Let me tell you, January, February, March, April, May, June. That means I moved to the beach in July. So July, August, September, October. I only lived there four months before I got kicked out because they raised the rent and I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford to live there anyway, to be honest with you. And we had fires every night in this old Craftsman beach house. Oh, it was the best. Then I moved in the condemned house. No fireplace. Next place, no fireplace, no fireplace, no fireplace. Fireplace, no fireplace, fireplace, no fireplace. Now, no fireplace. Anyway, when I shop Airbnbs, and I know it shouldn't be shopped. You know when shopping for an Airbnb. When I'm searching for Airbnbs, and by the way, if you need someone to find you an Airbnb, I'm your guy. I know, I can tell from pictures straight, like in the first two pictures, if it's a place that I'd want to go. There's so many little tiny things that you can find out. Like one, you can look and be and see like just by how it's decorated, if someone lives there normally and is renting it out or if someone's using it as an Airbnb rental. That's huge. That's a huge first stat two you can tell by decor paint scheme color scheme all that if these people are fresh and you're like well who cares if they're fresh i'll tell you why who cares i can tell by looking at a place if the couch is going to be comfortable just by how they painted you know what i mean i can tell you if they have sono speakers which if you don't have sono speakers right now in your life one get them but two we didn't have them. We stayed at a place that had them. We were like, we're getting these as soon as we get home. It's Your life is so much easier. You just get up. You go to your phone. You're like, oh, what do I want to listen to? You put it on and it's boop, boop, boop. It's everywhere. Now we have one in our living room, in our kitchen, in our bedroom, and outside. You walk. You know how great it feels to be like sitting with the kids coloring. Let me just take you through this. You're sitting at the dining room table. You're coloring with your kids and you have... I mean, I burn this playlist out and my wife gets so mad. Cigarettes After Sex. If you don't know Cigarettes After Sex, it's such a, they're such an awesome band. It's super chill, mellow. So I'll have that on. You get up and you're like, oh, the kids are like, they, they're done coloring. Now they're playing like a Lego thing. And you're like, oh, let me get a little, let me just see what else is going on in my world, right? You get up, you go into the kitchen. Music's playing right in there, you know? windows open over the sink door to the side yards open oh let me let me check on the garden real quick but before i do let me get a grapefruit soda on ice with a lime boom cigarettes after sex still playing make a little drink grapefruit soda squeeze a lime just that little touch you know what i mean just a little touch is all it took Go out into the side yard. By the way, if you don't have a side yard, get a side yard. (laughs) You can get Sonos. You can't just get a side yard. Also, 
when you don't have a huge yard, which I don't, you start appreciating stuff like a side yard. You're like, oh, this is like great to have a side yard. That's where the garden is. You go outside. Music is still coming out of the kitchen. Now it's also coming out of my bedroom window. I check on the garden. Then I'm like, oh, what's going on in the yard? Kids are fine. Go to the back of the yard. Speaker's out there. Maybe I'll sit down on the hammock, lay on the hammock for a little bit. The best, dude. Love Sonos speakers. Anyway, fireplace is one thing I always check on an Airbnb. Here's another thing. You might see a fireplace in a picture. You might see it checked off on the box on the Airbnb thing. If they don't mention it in the description, they probably won't let you use it. A lot of places will not let you use it. So I always hit them up like, hey, because anytime I'm going to rent on Airbnb, I don't just just go, oh, can I live Can I live at your house? No, I send them a message. That's the first thing I do. First thing I do is I send a message to the owner. Hey, what's up? I'm Jay. This is my family. This is who we are. We're good people. Thinking about coming up there. Let me ask you, is that fireplace working? And if they're like, yeah, we don't let people use it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I let them know, hey, this might be a make or break deal. That might make it or break it for me. I'm going to need a fireplace. Why? Because I'm on vacation. And why are people doing Airbnb? Because we want to feel like we're in a home, not in a hotel. What do I want in my home? A fireplace. That's one thing I'll do. I will also be like, hey, just want to let you know. Uh, like, Let's just say, let me just spiffball. Let me say my budget's three Gs for the week, which if you're going for seven nights, you're looking at like, that's expensive. You're looking at like three fifty a night right there, twenty four fifty. Then all those expenses, those Airbnb fees are crazy. So that could be a nice place. But let's just use it as a number, right? If it's if that's what we have for a budget, I look at houses that would cost me thirty six hundred for the week. Then I hit them up and I'm like, hey, listen, do you, seven nights, right? How do I get six hundred down? Do you think you'd be willing to come down seventy five bucks a night? You never know. They don't have it booked. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You got to word it right. Anyway, outdoor fire uh, shower, that'll get me every time. That will get me every single time. You know what I'm missing right now because of this quarantine? Sports. Anyone out there missing sports like me? I didn't think I would. Like, I don't watch sports anymore. Like I used to, like I used to watch them a lot, but now with kids, I just don't, I don't find as much time as I would like, but now that I still would go on ESPN.com every day, every single day, because I like to see what news is happening. Like, even if I don't watch a baseball game every day, like in a football season, you know, I, I probably watch now maybe like eight games a year. Including playoffs. You know what I mean? And that's a stretch. I don't even think it's real. But I always go on ESPN.com because I always check stats and I'll try to watch Sports Center. Well, there's no sports. And I'm writing on a sports show right now. As if you think golf is a sport. <laughs> Some people are like, nah, man. Golf's an activity. Here's the hilarious thing. So I'm writing on this golf show, right? And. There's this golf course in Britain or the UK that's closed, right? Like a lot of golf courses. They hosted the British Open. It's a really nice course. Well, people snuck onto it 
they snuck onto the course on dirt bikes and ripped up the course on dirt bikes. Like, that's just, first of all, that's disgusting, right? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? What are you doing? And second of all, it's illegal. Like, go somewhere else. Why do you need to go rip up a golf course? Like, unless you're some activist who thinks that golf courses are, are not good for the environment or something like that, which I know there are people that take that angle. I look at it like, well, they're really taking care. Of, I don't know. Selfishly, I just want to play golf. But so I see this post because, like, we're looking for, like, stuff to talk about with this golf show. And it's called The Connor Moore Show, by the way, if anybody wants to watch it. It's on Golf Pass. And it's fun. You know, it's just, like, a funny take on golf, especially when there is no golf right now. Um, So I see this. And then there's, like, you see the response. So the Twitter feed for the golf course put out, like, I don't know, someone came onto the course and saw these people and videoed and like told them to get the hell out of there. And the the golf course tweeted this video out of these assholes on motorcycles, dirt bikes, ripping up the course. And uh, then like I start seeing like, com- I'm like, well, let me just see these comments. Like you never know where you're going to get an idea for a joke or a story. So I start looking at these comments, right? And there's someone says like, oh, I didn't know how precious people thought golf courses were. And I'm just like, well, it's yeah they're like won't the grass just grow back and you're like that's not the point you know what care goes into a golf course a lot and then the next comment was like well what are these even open for how can you blame the bikers if the place is open one it's not open they broke in but here was the hilarious part the guy's profile pic is him on a dirt bike and i'm like well this is the guy that's the guy in the video that's why he's got this so funny i just i started losing it i'm like man if i had the time to like for the show to like dive into this that's what i would be pressing on obviously i didn't um but it killed me but i'm missing sports big time i just want to see something and now there are some that are back like taiwan baseball taiwan baseball is back i mean i don't know how many people fall the taiwanese baseball league i don't but they're they're starting with like cardboard. They're putting cardboard cutouts to uh, symbolize or like as fans. You know what I mean? They have robots, mannequins, and cardboard cutouts. I'm not even kidding you. They have like robots playing a drum. It's so crazy. Um. And I just want some sports, man. Like people watch that NFL draft. So I thought today. At our uh, through line episode, fireside chat edition, would uh, mention to you some some sports highlights as a, when I was a kid, and I was. Oh God, I'm sorry, guys. Late nights, early mornings. That'll do this to you. I went to a hockey game with my son. I never played hockey. Usually, when you have a single mom unless you had like an uncle that played hockey or you were like really good, you ain't playing hockey. I just, that's, and I'm only saying that because that was my experience. I'm just going to guess that like a lot of single moms aren't like, yeah, let's get up at 5 a.m. to get ice time and let's spend money on pads, sticks, skates, golfy, uh, hockey's expensive. You know, it's very expensive. Like, even if you like golf, like, we had a huge backyard when I was a kid. Like, I could hit golf balls in my backyard. Now, did I hit houses off neighbors? Yeah. Did I get in trouble? Yeah. 
but you can still practice chipping and stuff like that. And you can still go to a golf course and use the putting green for free and the sand traps. You cannot practice hockey anywhere except on ice. That's it. Roll hockey, dude. No. No. Anyway, I never played hockey, but my son like started telling me years ago. Like when he was three, I love hockey. I want to play hockey. I want to play. So we got him ice skating lessons. He was terrible. And I'm not saying like he just never got past the little like he never got to like at lessons. Like he never just embraced it and learned it. Whatever. We just stopped because we're just like, I don't know. You're not like you keep saying you want to go, but you're not trying at all. But you're not upset that you're not getting better. So we're just like, what is this? And my buddy who coached T-ball with me jokes around that Reed is always just like, just happy to be there. That's all he is. He doesn't care if he's good or bad. He is just happy to be there. And it's true. Um, so what was I going to say? So I took him to a hockey game. We had so much fun, dude. It was winter time, So there was like a hockey. There was an ice skating rink outside where people could skate. And I was like, should we skate? He's like, no, let's just watch. And we just like watch people. And I was like, I didn't care. So here's the best part, right? We're <laughs> This is what gets me about kids. And I love their like. Their innocence, their, their like, it's like they don't have, their view on the world comes out of this, just this one lens. You know what I mean? It hasn't been tainted. It hasn't been broken. It's just this one lens. And one of those lenses, or one aspect of that lens is mom and dad take care of everything. And things are just there. Like, they don't think any different they don't think anything's they see a hot dog stand and they're like oh yeah i'm going to get a hot dog they don't they don't know like now you got to get a job to get money so that you can buy hot dogs so we're outside of the hockey the hockey stadium and they have all those little like hot dog vendors street meat when when i lived in boston like when we would go out in college there'd be like sausage vendors i would always get a sausage peppers onions and tons of yellow mustard my friends would make fun of me because we'd be waiting to go into a bar and I would be getting a sausage. They're like, dude, you get one after when you're drunk. And I'm like, nah, man, I want one now and after. So we're walking from the from the Staples Center where the Kings play before the game. We're there early and we're going to walk over to the um, place where everyone's skating outdoors. And there's a guy selling hot dogs and he's like, hot dogs, here, hot dogs. And my son walks up and goes, we'll take two hot dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, you're so funny. You don't have any money, dude. You mean I'm going to... I go, the guy's just not giving you hot dogs, bro. Like, he just thought like, oh, yeah, we're at the... People have hot dogs. Yeah, I want a hot dog. There's no concept in his head like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to buy a hot dog. No, he's like, I want a hot dog. And I didn't... I mean, of course I'm getting hot dogs, dude. I loved it. And we went in... And like I'm, I don't know. I mean, I know your basic hockey rules. You know, I know icing. I know offsides. I know you can beat up another guy if you want. You know, I don't even know if there are rules. You know what? This is like Billy Burr loves hockey, and we're both Boston guys. So whenever I see him, we talk Boston sports. And I made the mistake of like I always try and fake I know enough about hockey. Like he knows a lot about hockey. I don't know anything. I always check stats to see what place the Bruins are in. If any of our guys are like leading the league, top in assists, points, or or goals, and like what our goalies are doing, just so I just I, I'm interested in those things, and I see like we have this guy Tuka Rask, 
think his name is Tuka Rask. And then we have another guy. And I saw in the stats, like, that other guy's playing more than Rask. But Rask is like a stud. And I said to Burr, I'm like, dude, what's the deal? Why isn't Tuka Rask getting any time? And he goes, he was like, what? He gets so mad. He's like, what are you talking about? They said, they, what, they fucking, they fucking split time all the time. He goes, are you serious right now? Like, mad at me that I didn't know. And I want to be like, dude, I don't know anything about hockey. But at the same time, I don't want Burr to know I don't know anything about hockey. So I was like, yeah, no, I know. I just didn't know what the, uh... and you could tell, he knew. He knew I was lying. Anyway, we went to that hockey game, and we stayed for two periods, and we he ate a lot of junk food. It's almost like how you have to keep him interested. Like, what if we get a little something? And then we drove home at night, and you're never really you're never really driving with your kids at night when they're as young as my kids because you're always they're in bed. And if you keep a sleep schedule, which we normally do, you're not like driving home. Where are you driving home from? It's not like I'm driving home from my grandmother's house, you know, or their grandmother's house. Like when I was a kid, because my grandmother and grandparents all lived within a drive, sometimes you be, you're out at night, you know. But when you're out here in L.A., like even if you're driving home from a friend's house, you would leave before sunset, you know. So we're driving home at night, and he's, I'm like, how you doing back there, buddy? And I had the sunroof open. He's like, I'm going to stay open the, awake the whole time, Dad. And I was like, all right, dude. Well, you should because you had Mike and Ike's, I mean, Sour Patch Kids and popcorn. And uh, he did, and it was an awesome time. I haven't been to a ton of hockey games, to be honest with you. And I have only been to two football games ever in my life. And the last time I was at one was when I was home visiting, and we went to one. And, like, I had a shirt that had flowers on it, and dudes were making fun of me. Like, the row behind me, to my face, like, making fun of my shirt. And I was like, dude, we're both rooting for the same team. Like, what are you even doing? I love football. I love it. I love that there's 16 games. So every single game is huge every week. It's why people are so addicted to football. You know, it's a dedicated day to it, Sunday. I know there's a Thursday and Monday night game, and later in the season there's some Saturday games. I know. But Sunday is the day, you know? It's like, it's just like, uh, everything means something. Every play is huge. If you you even think of it, like, sometimes a guy has everything seven catches in a game and that's like a big deal another dude could have 10 tackles like yeah 10 tackles and you're like that's it i mean we know if you're a sports fan you're like yeah that's a lot but like you don't have to you can only have so many opportunities in football to like make things count you know basketball i mean jesus you 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 you, you turn around you shoot some guys put up 40 shots a game some games. 25 shots a game. Like you average 18 a game, you know, 18 shots a game, you know. And then you can still make rebounds. You can assist steals, blocks. You know what I mean? You could take a charge guy. You could have a big play late. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. And baseball, there's 162 games a year. What? 10 times as many games as football. That's so. And I love baseball. I love baseball. I don't know if I've told this story, and I may have told it recently, to be honest with you. But I went to a Red Sox game. I remember going to a Red Sox game with my mom one time. Did I tell this? I don't care. I'm telling you anyway. I told this on the Pete Holmes show back when Pete had his show. I'm going to try and find that clip and post it here. Um, Went to the Red Sox game with my mom. We were leaving, and they had lost. They got blown out. 
Bruce Hurst started. He used to be my favorite pitcher. I fucking love Bruce Hurst. Lefty. I just love lefties. I don't know why. I love them. I'm a righty, but I love a lefty swing. I don't like it. I don't like a lefty quarterback. I like Steve Young, but I uh, traditionally I just don't like looking at a lefty quarterback. And I don't love lefty golfers. I love Mickelson, but otherwise I'm just like, ah, I like seeing a righty because I'm a righty. But I love a, a lefty baseball player. Hitter, throw, pitching, like a, a lefty first baseman, like Don Mattingly. I know I'm a, uh, a Red Sox fan. He's a Yankee. But as a kid, Don Mattingly, Mo Vaughn, just big giant lefty. Ken Griffey, the smoothest stroke in the game. I just love lefties. Um, what other sport is there? I do not like a lefty in basketball. Like I see that shot, and I'm like, what? And I just imagine it's weird for everyone. I, I don't know why. Like a lefty quarterback is like different for like wide receiver. I don't know. Hockey, I don't know. Does, does it matter who's – I feel like hockey players can do anything. Like, yeah, lefty, righty, forward, backward, whatever. Anyway, Bruce Hurst got shelled. They got waxed. The Red Sox did. We went – you don't park – it's not like it's not like there's one big parking lot like a Dodger Stadium in L.A. Like in Boston, you might be parked at a gas station or this like supermarket that shuts down during the games or you took the subway, the T, and we had parked somewhere. And we're walking back to our car. And my mom looks over and sees this gold Grand Cherokee. And she's like, that's Dwight Evans. And I look over and sitting, driving in the driver's seat, like wet hair, Red Sox t-shirt, right? Looks like he just got out of the shower, Dwight Evans. And I'm like, oh my God. And this is like, this is my mom to a T. She goes, you should go over and ask for his autograph. Guys, he was sitting in traffic. He was at a red light, okay? Not first, like four deep in a red light. I had to go in the middle of the street, and I knocked on his window. This is what my mother is suggesting. Go up to that car where the guy is in a moving automobile. I want you to cross the street after Red Sox game, Red Sox traffic. I want you to cross that street, stand on the L line, knock on that car window, and ask Dwight Evans, okay, for an autograph. That was her, this was her pitch. Now, what do I know? I was like eight or nine. I was like, okay. I go over. I knock on the window. This dude rolls down the window. He goes, yeah. I go, you're Dwight Evans. And he goes, no, I'm not. And he rolled the window back up. And I had to walk back over. And my mother goes, what happened? I go, yeah, he said that's not him. She goes, that was Dwight Evans. I go, yeah, well, he doesn't think he's Dwight Evans. And that was it. How does that even happen? What, what What is going on in someone's head that's like, yeah, let's go up to this car window of this guy who just got out of work. Imagine you're just getting out of work and someone's like, hey, 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 you know how you just finished work? And this was a loss, so it was a stressful day for you. And now you're in traffic. You got to drive home. You got to drive home in traffic. And it wasn't a good day. And someone's coming up and being like, hey, you know how you're in drive right now? Why don't you just, why don't you take your focus away from driving and uh, give me an autograph? He was like, nah, man, not going to have that. I've been trying to get my son to play catch. Like, I, dads out there or moms, whoever is playing catch with your kids, can I get some suggestions? So here's the deal. Um, 
my son does not he, it's not that he doesn't like playing once we start playing catch he loves it when i start getting him to hit baseballs he loves it but he'll, he's never coming he's never once come to me like can we go play catch can we go hit some baseballs like i had the net out back and i've been getting my daughter on the tee i got her on the tee taking swings and I always be like all right spread your legs bend your knees elbow up make a mean face and she's like Rrr. and it's hilarious and then i'm like okay swing and she swings a bit and she loves you know and my son, we're past the tee now. I just do soft toss. And like I said, I, we get him. He's stepping. He's do, he does great. And when he, when, he, when he makes contact, he makes contact, I'd say, 80% of the time, you know? And if he's not making it, it's because he's like looking over here. I'm like, dude, what do you, wh- what makes you think you could look over there and hit this thing? That's And he's just like, okay. But when he hits the meat of the bat, he steps, everything clicks, and he hits. It's like, I go, dude, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah. Like, he, you can, there's such a difference in like striking a, a baseball perfectly or a golf ball, or I imagine uh, kicking a soccer ball perfect or a slap shot perfect, where you just, everything is in the right slot and spot. Um, but if you have suggestions of how I can get him more interested, so like, I'll say, hey, why don't we go play catch? And he's like, no. And I'm like, come on, let's go. And I I never want to be like an overbearing, pushing dad, especially with sports. No one pushed me for sports. There was no one who was like, all right, go practice. I was just obsessed. Like, I just, all I wanted to do. I would, in eighth grade, eighth grade going into freshman year of high school, that summer, I had a soccer ball on my foot the entire summer. I would go to my, I would walk to my friend Dave's house who he lived, he lived like not quite a mile, but like, you know, in a small town, you're like, you got to go through all these. I bet it was a mile. Not, I don't know. But I would walk to his house and I would dribble a soccer ball the whole way. I'd try and juggle it. I mean, I just, you couldn't stop me. Then I would like sometimes just have a, I would go to the park down the street and go up to the wall with a baseball and a tennis ball and just throw it off the wall, work on fielding. I would throw baseballs in the air. I would call my neighbor, Tommy Heller across the street, who was five years older than me and be like, will you come play catch with me? Just throw me fly balls or I would do whatever. I mean, whatever. And that was me from like four years old. I mean, till like I would do it now. Like I would do it now. Like I've slowed down on how much I golf and how much I'm playing sports. But now I'm like, especially during this break, I'd be like, all right, let's get out there. Let's go play some balls. And so I say to him, like, let's try and get five catches in a row. You know, like now we're just trying to get him. I'm trying to get him just to catch. He's got a really good throw. Like when he throws, when he throws a great little baseball, you're just like, dude, do you fucking see what you just did? I mean, I don't swear at him. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do, but. But you just get so excited. Like, I can't believe that you're just, like, through that baseball like that. And so, but what he'll do is he has so much fun when he's doing it. And he, when he, when he, when you see him make a catch, too, because there's also that feeling when you make a catch and it's right in the sweet spot of the glove. Everything worked the way you wanted. He didn't step away from it. Like, sometimes he'll step away. And I'm like, how do you think you're going to catch that ball when you step away? He does everything right. And you'll see his face light. Like, holy shit, that feels so good good because there's a clear feeling when you hit a baseball perfect or catch it perfect not perfect right you know what i mean you did everything right and it all connected and you're like oh that's what it is you know it's like i would imagine playing an instrument when you like sometimes you can play the song but when you're hitting the notes like boom boom with the right rhythm it's like the perfect 
or the best delivery of a joke. You know, there have been times when no audience is going to recognize it, but comics in the back of the room, you'll see a guy in the middle of a joke that you know, and you'll see him slip or miss just the littlest thing, just the littlest thing, hit the punchline, it still gets a laugh, but not the height that it normally gets, not the size, and you're like, oh, just that little tiny thing took that, that's that little miss. And it's the same thing with like catching. But I can't, I, I just want him to be like, yeah, I'm fucking stoked to play baseball. I'm stoked to play catch with you. And I can never really get him to that point. Not yet. And maybe he would never will. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Um, but I keep trying to encourage it and just make it fun. And like, so that, because I just think that, I mean, that was one of the first things I remember like being at my mom's house. It had to be like 12, maybe 13 years ago. And we were having like a barbecue and my wife was there. She was my girlfriend at the time. And my uncle was there. And he always used to bring his baseball gloves because he would. He taught me a lot. He t- taught me how to throw a slider. And he used to love that. I, he played baseball. And, like, he used to love that I played baseball. So he had gloves. And, it, and like, my wife was like, oh, I'll grab a glove. And he was like, oh. And, like, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, girls can't play baseball. But he was, like, he was, like, shocked and that she wanted to play catch. And she was awesome. It was just so much fun. I'm like, oh, this is like, I want my everyone in my family to be able to play catch because that's just like a fun, like just you can go in the backyard and everyone can just throw the ball around. That's all you're doing is just, hey, let's just throw the ball around. That means literally let me throw a ball from me to you and then you can throw it from you to your sister. And just wrote down some of these sports things. This one time in indoor soccer. Oh, indoor soccer. Let me just tell you. I played on this indoor soccer league. We played a lot of soccer when we were kids. And like we. I mean I would play in a. You played fall. In, in high school. Your fall league. Soccer is a fall league. Cross country, golf, football, soccer. Those are the fall sports in my town. Spring was baseball, track. Well, that's it. I guess that was it. We didn't have swimming. We didn't have lacrosse. We didn't have, we had field hockey for girls, women. Winter was basketball, hockey, track. There were three sports. It wasn't a lot. So fall was soccer for us. But like I played on indoor teams in the wintertime in middle school and high school, high school mainly though. And then two teams in high school indoor. And then the summer I would play on like a, a travel team in high school, like tons of soccer. And I remember this one indoor, we were like chirpy. We had like chirpy kids. We would play against chirpy teams. You always do. There's always going to be dudes that chirp. And I remember this one. And I was a dick. I it, This one indoor league, I would wear green gazelles and yellow soccer socks that come up like over your shin guards. And I wasn't nasty. I didn't have great handle, but I could like, I had good instincts, good passing. And there's this one free kick. And this kid was talking so much shit to me. And he was like the one dude who stood up like 10 feet or whatever it is in indoor. And I just stepped up to blast one like at the net and... 
it just went right at him and hit him right in the fucking, right in the baby maker. And he went down. And the ball ricocheted right back to me. And I just went, stepped right into it, put it far post. It went, went like, here's the post and went, ding, just like, boom, off and in. And I looked at him. I, I don't know what I said to him, but I looked down on him when he's like holding his nuts, telling me how he's going to send his fucking cousin to kill me or some shit. And I was like, whatever, bitch. Or whatever I said. <sighs> but the bottom line is if you miss sports like I miss sports, tell your kids, I played college baseball. Now, should I have? No. In hindsight, I probably should have just moved to Los Angeles at 18 and tried to start like maybe go to college you know, like I lived on a campus the whole time when I was in college. But like you see kids that come out to like LA and they live, they go to like USC or UCLA and they don't live on campus. They live like in the city. And school is just like, they're not like going to parties at school. They're going to parties in LA and they're like pursuing their career already. And college is just a part of it. And I, I know they're doing that in other cities as well. And like, you know, my friend's kid goes to like this art school in New York, Parsons. And she lives like in the financial district and school is like on the other part. And it's like school is a part of your world, but you're also like, she's also embracing herself in that city and she's embracing herself in the, in the, like in the world that she wants to get into when she's done with school. And I fucking love that. But here's the thing. If you play organized sports and you don't play in college, if like, if you play in high school, if you don't keep playing, then that'll be it. Like they'll never you're never gonna play in a league that's competitive with like referees. You can play in like intramurals or you can play like in a men's league, but it's not the same. When you play that's why I do love that I played college baseball because like it was competitive and it was just like this super fun thing. Playing playing games. Like if you like board games and you like sports. Ah oh God, I just miss I miss all that shit. And I miss watching people play sports because I just love sports. I'm missing it big time. Like I said, I, I hit my breaking point this week. There's just a lot of stuff that I miss. And I'm going to go. I still have work to do. Um, can you guys send me some things that you want me to talk about? Could you please do that to me? Email, direct message. What would you like me to speak of? And I will do it because I need some inspiration because I've been just focusing on other stuff. You guys are the best, and uh, thank you so much for listening and sharing and telling people. And I'll talk to you next week, all right? Happy Through Line Thursday. Bye. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.